Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nightly, your Monday through Friday source for everything Nintendo. My name is Michael Cottrell, your host, and we got a weekend full of news to deliver to you. So uh, before we get into that, however, I just want to give an update on the Mario & Luigi impressions that I had for you on Friday. So over the weekend, I did get a chance to play the Bowser's Minions mode, and it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. So. You the, the first gripe that I have with the game is that you have to get about an hour inside of the story of Mario and Luigi just to try out the mode to see if you like it. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like poses a side story. It occupies this tiny little menu space at the very bottom of Mario and Luigi, making it feel like just kind of like a sideshow. Uh, that being said, it has its own story of uh, a Goomba that's uh, over overcoming all odds, and that's uh, that's you know a cool unexplored avenue for Mario. But at the same time, the the set pieces aren't really all that interesting. It retreads a lot of the same story as Mario and Luigi, and uh, just, you know, it seems like a lot of fluff uh, for all the dialogue that's there. I didn't really enjoy that part. The first few levels of the mode are just absolutely devoid of any sort of strategy or um, doing really anything. It's, it's kind of a weird thing where <clears throat> you will... Uh, the, the way the game is played, let's let's start there, is you build a team and then you send them out to fight. Every team member automatically attacks and sometimes they'll do special attacks which will require a timed button press, kind of like the Mario Luigi combat anyway. The weird thing about it, however, is that for the first like four levels, you don't really have anything that you can do other than the occasional A button press. You start with a team pretty much exclusively full of Goombas and just attack and then the game takes a really long time to kind of explain uh, the mechanics to you, which really, it's rock, paper, scissors with a little bit of, of a twist. I mean, there, you've got melee uh, enemies who are good against range enemies, range enemies who are good against flying enemies, and flying enemies who are good against melee enemies. And every stage will have a different sort of combination of these, these characters, and sometimes it goes a little bit deeper. For instance, uh, Shy Guys are especially good against the Lackey 2 enemies, but even that, even with that, it's it's not very not very deep or complex. All the stat bonuses are just randomly allocated. There there's a set path that all of your minions will take. <clears throat> the way that you build your team, it doesn't really have a, a whole lot of depth to it either, as far as I've gotten, which I'm about two and a half worlds in. You'll reach a stage where you'll see that okay, there's um there's a flying character and a ranged character. So I know that. Uh, you know, my melee characters might be at a disadvantage to the flying enemies, but they'll be good for the ranged. And then so I'll build a balanced team and go into the level just to find out that actually these, as far as the, the whole team is composed, there's just one ranged enemy and like 16 flying enemies. So your melee, uh, your melee guys are useless and you shouldn't have brought them. So there's a certain trial by fire that, that happens. They're just like... You go into a level, you see, okay, so by flying in range, they mean pretty much everybody's flying, but there's one ranged guy, and so that you just switch your entire team to ranged and you're fine. It seems more based on covering your weaknesses than uh, building strengths, and, and I guess the, the biggest part that annoys me is that there doesn't seem to be much of a choice in it, you know? There's... There seems to be one right way to do every level. And I could be wrong, the game is getting progressively more complex, introducing new, new uh, minion types and new sorts of enemies. And so I've enjoyed that piece where 
I'm able to find some new characters and uh, build their stats and build an interesting team of a bunch of different Mario characters that you don't usually get to play. So I'm appreciative of the opportunity to just play a different sort of character, especially as long as and as tired as this Mario and Luigi series has felt, it's a nice change of pace, just like Bowser's Inside Story was, to play a different character for once. So I hope it gets even better. I have been enjoying my time with it, even though I have those, those issues with the game. It's a nice way to kind of wind down for the day. Usually on my walk home from work, I'll be uh, playing that. It's, it's with it being so passive, it's, it's just kind of a nice way to, to wind down and relax. And I do understand that it's a bonus portion of this remake, and the base game, Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, is still a wonderful game if you've never got to experience that on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, so I would recommend a, a playthrough if you've never played it. If you've played it before, I wouldn't buy it just for Bowser's Minions. That's, that's not worth a purchase. However, if you are you know, excited to see the world of Superstar Saga lit up again in just the most amazing uh, graphics that I've seen on the DS in a long time, just very good artistic direction, then I'd say check it out. Next, let's hit the roundup. Your rundown of weekly Nintendo news. We had a lot of things happen over the weekend. First off, the Nintendo World Championships happened in New York City. So this is a wacky competition that first started way, way, way back, and they brought it back in 2015 uh, as a special one-time event, and they brought it back again this year. I think in some senses to just celebrate Nintendo culture and Nintendo fandom, in another sense to promote the new Mario Odyssey game. It's this weird... Uh, sort of um, triathlon of different Nintendo games that you don't normally compete in. Like Samus, uh, the 2D Samus games are not multiplayer, they're not a competition, but they slice out a portion of the level and see how fast you do it, and that is the competition. They did the same with uh, Donkey Kong levels and Mario levels, and they ended the competition with some Mario Odyssey content that we haven't yet seen, uh, combining some puzzle solving, some 2D jumping, some 3D platforming, and a boss battle more akin to Mario Galaxy. So some interesting stuff there. Congratulations to Thomas G, the winner. Enjoy that super rad trophy that you got. And I'd say also, if you haven't checked it out, the whole thing is on YouTube, so it's a pretty wacky thing to see the Mario Maker levels and just the different type of competition. I mean, you might be used to watching uh, fighting games or MOBA games or shooter games played in competition, but not really platformers, so that's that's really a cool thing. And I think an interesting avenue that nobody's really explored. I think there's there's room for a competitive platformer. Go make that someone. In other competition news, the Pokemon tournament rules for 2018 have gone live on Pokemon's website. So check that out if you're interested. Some of the uh, higher level things to just go over are that it's going to be another double, ba double battle format featuring Pokemon caught in the Alola region. I don't know if this is a move to deter the hacking that usually happens in these tournaments or if it's just to promote the sales of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but it's an interesting move nonetheless. They have to have uh, a symbol, meaning they were caught in the Alola region. And if you're familiar with Pokemon's competitive scene, check it out. It's one of the most complex and interesting games when it comes to competition that nobody really has a game quite like it. Last up, we've got the Splatfest incoming for the US. If you're still playing Splatoon 2, there's a new Werewolves vs. Vampires Splatfest coming your way. These Splatfests are always my favorite time to play Splatoon 2 and some of my favorite times experiencing an online game. The way that the community just lights up with the Miiverse posts and uh, just battling it out over these ridiculous 
arguments that probably never happened in real life. Uh, by the way, in Europe, the, the front-rolling toilet paper won, which was the right choice, so I'm glad that justice was served. Um, but yeah, if you haven't experienced this, try it out. It'll happen on October 13th. I'll probably be in there too. So we're one week in. I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for checking out this show, whether you're on YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Uh, it's been a long dream of mine to start a successful Nintendo podcast, and I think I've finally found an angle that I can hit that hasn't been you know, done a lot of times already. So it's been kind of difficult to make a daily podcast to, to keep up with the news and impressions and all the new game releases and everything like that. But it's been a fun ride, and I hope you join me for the next episode. And don't forget, we've just got a week left before our SNES giveaway happens. So we've got two of these boys ready to send out to you. You can uh, enter in the Gleam link in the description for the first one, and you can support us on Patreon for an exclusive chance at the second one. Thank you so much for checking out the show. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>